Hello and welcome to the Brology Podcast. I'm Austin, aka G.I. Joe, and I'm here with Austin, aka G.I. Joe. Parallel universe. Parallel universe. <laughs> so obviously this week we're talking about parallel universe, and it's gonna be fun as hell. It is gonna be fun. So Quick disclaimer when it comes to this. So unlike a lot of the other things that we discuss, this is going to be more just a discussion because realistically, there's not any real facts or history or anything to go over with this. 95% of it's all just theory, speculation, people's personal experiences, etc. So there's not going to be a whole lot of, hey, Austin, you remember back in 1995 when blah, blah, blah happened? Yeah, we're not going to do that. (laughs) But it's a very interesting topic. Like, this, whenever I was doing research on this, it completely drew me in. Yeah, and I'm going to be dropping some little fun nuggets, like, here throughout that might blow your fucking mind. This whole podcast might blow your mind. It might blow your dick. Or you might just want to blow your brains out after you listen because we suck so bad. But either way. Yeah, one, one, one way or the other, we'll still end up in the newspaper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might be because we run down the street butt-ass naked with Brology podcasts on our chest, but hey. Yeah. Look, <laughs> no, if we were recording in Florida, that wouldn't even make the fucking local news. Oh, that's true. California, too. Yeah. Let's do it, man. It's Spartanburg. We'll, we'll make the news off of it. <laughs> do it at the Super Bowl. Oh, man. I want to whip out my titties at the Super Bowl, though. What, just like paint them? You ever seen those chicks that have like their tits painted and it doesn't look like their tits? Like it's like a frog or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like a pasty on or whatever, but then it's all like they have like the painted bodysuit and yeah. yeah. That shit's sexy as fuck. No, it is. Look, I follow plenty of like cosplay models and stuff on like Instagram and stuff. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. <laughs> but, anyways, okay, so parallel universes. Our universe is much bigger than people realize. I know I've said this in several podcasts in the past. Our universe contains over a trillion galaxies. That we know of. That we know of, but even whenever you look up in the night sky, even with a telescope, you're only seeing about 5% of the universe. Yeah. So Just, just let that sink in for a second. So here's here's uh, the thing about that, right? So we can the universe has only existed for roughly fourteen billion years, right? It's like thirteen point seven, blah 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 blah, right? So we'll just round it off and say fourteen, right? So it's only existed for fourteen billion years, but the universe is actually expanding faster than the speed of light, so we can only see. 14 billion years in any direction so we exist in this little bubble called the visible universe and that's as far as we will ever be able to see because no matter how long our species is around it's not going to be billions and billions and billions of years so even if our species was around for a billion years from right now then that means we would only be able to see 15 billion years in any one direction it's just not physically possible to see anything beyond that point but over that amount of time the universe is going to continue to expand so there's going to be universe well beyond 
what we can see, observe, measure, anything. And we will never actually know what the fuck is out there or if there's an end or anything. Like, right now, it's still hotly debated whether or not there is even an edge to the universe or if over this past 14 billion years, the universe has expanded so much that even though there technically is a finite edge to it somewhere, it would be so massive that you wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. And now there is theories out there saying that they believe NASA has detected the end of the universe because I guess it sends off uh, some type of wavelength. Well, you can see the cosmic background radiation, yeah. right? So you can see the edge of everything. That we can see, but no. that that edge is still completely confined within our visible. And they universe. don't know what is at the edge because, or what's beyond it. Yeah, because honestly, that's where this whole parallel universe thing yeah. goes, is because it's so huge. They believe there's multiple universes out there. And even then, you fall into this weird like philosophical debate, right? So like Plato is very famous for having this little like thought experiment, right? Where you you take an archer and you take him to the edge of existence and you set the archer there and you ask them to shoot an arrow past the edge of existence. Well, there's only two possibilities, right? Either he shoots the arrow and it hits a wall or it just keeps going. But if it hits a wall, then there's an edge. And then you can ask that archer to stand on that edge and then shoot an arrow. Well, where does that arrow go? It either keeps going or it eventually hits a wall. And if it hits a wall again, well, then that's a new edge. And then you can place that archer on top of that wall and do it over and over infinitely, right? So even if there was an edge to a universe... You you have a 50-50 chance of there actually being something beyond that, right? The the quote-unquote void beyond that. But even then, even when you're talking about it in like a philosophical sense like that, it gets even crazier because, okay, if you get to the edge of existence, of everything that exists, right? And you were capable, like let's say it was on a two-dimensional plane and there literally was a wall, Right? And you were able to stand on top of that wall at the edge of the universe. And if you were able to throw something or shoot something from that edge, what even would be the thing that Over you that were edge. then shooting something or throwing something into? What would that even constitute as? How would that even fit into your worldview or anything like that? Like that would be beyond your comprehension, right? It's kind of like when people ask the question, well, what happened before the Big Bang? And it's like, well, how do you answer that? Because technically time only exists because the universe exists. So time, if there's it, no time with no universe, then there technically is no before the Big Bang. If you think about it, time only exists because of humans. Well... So that's debatable. There's actually a huge debate in the scientific community right now as to whether or not time is something that exists independent of us. Now, the measure of time exists because we're here to measure it. But 
right now the leading theory as to what time is and like why there is an arrow of time has to do with the entropy of the universe right so everything going from a state of uh, chaos to order and that as the universe expands and moves and shifts and molecules are torn apart and brought back together and everything else, as everything is slowly cooling down and spreading out, we'll eventually reach this like weird equilibrium, right? Where the entire universe will just be at absolute zero. Everything will be so far apart. Every single atom will be so far apart that there's no energy interacting between the particles and everything else. And that'll be like the cold death of the universe. And supposedly at that point, time stops. But it's moving towards that and everything in the universe kind of doing this weird dance to get there that allows for time to actually exist. That that movement creates the arrow of time. Yeah. Now, as you pretty much just said, so time... I don't even really know how to put this. Time does exist, but it's kind of an abstract thing because everything does not see time the same way we do. No, it's like, well, you remember that movie Interstellar, right? Yeah. Like when they go onto that planet that's orbiting the black hole and they're down there for like 20 minutes, but it's like 20 years for uh, fucking... People on Earth? Well, no, for the um, fucking... Oh, God damn it. What's his name? Dude, he was in the spaceship. Uh, fucking Matthew guy. McConaughey? No, no, or... dude from Born Supremacy and shit. Oh, oh. Uh, Matt Damon. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like for Matt Damon, it was like 20 years, right? And that's because they were so close to a body of mass that it actually slows time down because the movement of the universe gradually slows as it reaches the event horizon it's just like so if you were to fall into a black hole right if you were even able to survive reaching the actual singularity as you pass through the event horizon if you were to turn around and look back out into the universe time will have slowed down so much that you would have been able to see the entire life cycle of the universe you would actually get to watch the universe die before you fell into the singularity because time would have slowed down for you that much now looking into this i learned more about white holes which is still theoretical a theory yeah and that shit gets wild as hell too it really does because uh white hole is pretty much the complete opposite of a black hole it spits out light where black holes Absorb. suck in all the light. Yeah, well, and a lot of theorists think that if white holes actually existed, that they would exist in other planes of existence, and that would create other universes. Yeah. Yeah. Shit gets wild. Yeah, it gets, it gets fucking <laughs> Like I, I would do your own research into like black and white holes and time travel, because that shit is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Like, it's, it's a great, like, hungover on a Sunday, just like, oh, what kind of kind of weird shit can i look up yeah yeah so parallel universes there are so many different theories about it like some people believe it is uh, me and ryan were talking about this all to podcast but some people theorize it as whenever you make a choice let's say you're walking out of your house you choose to go left in a parallel universe the person would go right let's say you choose to go to work this day 
and another universe you would choose not to go to work that day. Like it's just unlimited choices that would branch off into another universe. And there's pretty hard math and science that kind of goes into supporting that, right? So like the biggest one that you can cite is the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, right? And like Schrodinger's um, equations, okay? So everyone listening, I would hope, has in some form or fashion heard about Schrodinger's cat, right? And so what Schrodinger's cat is, is like you take a cat, you put it in a box, you close the box up. According to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, everything in the universe exists as both a particle and a wave at the same time. So it's a wave of probability. And so at any given time, if nobody is looking at this cat, it it doesn't exist as a physical cat. It just exists as this wave of probability. And so if it's inside the box and nobody can look at it, then it exists in three separate states. It exists in a state where it's dead. It exists in a state where it's alive. And it exists in a state where it's in flux. It's both alive and dead at all times. Until you open the box and see what state that it's in. And so what happens is is this, this probability wave or the function wave, as physicists call it, collapses. The wave then forms back into particles and then you have a physical cat in this box. But it's up to chance as to what state that cat's going to be in when you open it. So by that same principle, if you open the box and the cat's dead then there is an alternate timeline or an alternate universe that is instantly created because that probability wave has just as much of a chance of you opening the box and the cat being alive if you opened it and it was dead. And so what Austin's talking about with like making choices, hey, did I start walking with my left foot today or did I start walking with my right foot today, that all falls into that same principle, right? So every time you make a choice, there is a chance that there's an alternate timeline created where you made the other choice. And it's simply because it all determines on how the function wave collapsed around you. If you really want something to blow your fucking mind, think about this, is that according to both of these mathematical principles, right? If you are sitting alone in a room with the door closed, so that all you can see is the room. In your reality, in the entire universe, the I mean all 14 billion light years of the fucking universe and everything else, to you, in your reality, everything outside of that room ceases to exist. None of your friends, family, none of the cars on the interstate, the fucking elephants in Africa, the fucking stars in the sky, everything ceases to exist until you leave that room they all only exist as an energy wave of probability until somebody bothers to observe it until something interacts with it in a way for it to physically have to exist that is fucked up (laughs) it really is (laughs) but i mean it's that that's what makes this so hard because Knowing everything that I've known, like everything I learned in physics class and everything I've learned in science in general, there is so many possibilities out there about what is outside of our universe that we do not know about. Even hell, what's inside of our universe, we still don't know about. 
Yeah, we can only really describe like 15% of what we know about the universe. And it might not even be 15%. That's we're just, guessing that we yeah. know 15% right now. Because if it opens up that there's a multiverse out there, you got to think, look how big our universe is on a singular form. Our universe is fucking incredible. Like, if you take a grain of sand and use the world as the universe, it's still not big enough to compare it as the universe. No, so I, I read an article not too long ago in um, I fucking on I fucking love science.com, right? Which yeah. shout out to I fucking love science.com. Great fucking website. Check them out on Facebook and shit. But um, basically, to as we understand the size of the and scope of the universe right now, if you took a grain of sand and compared it to the size of the universe, it's still not big enough. No. Because there's more universe, right? So it's like, it, it, it literally, the scale is so massive that there is no way for our primitive little ape brains to truly be able to understand the scope of it. I mean, most human beings don't realize that like the moon is 280,000 miles away, right? It's 280,000 miles away. Which isn't really that It doesn't that far. sound like a lot. It doesn't sound like a lot until you start putting things into perspective, right? Until you start saying like, okay, but keep in mind the Earth's only 24,000 miles around, right? So if the Earth's only 24,000 miles around and the moon is 280,000 miles away, that motherfucker is way the hell out there, right? And people think talk, about talk it. To our like, terms. Yeah, well, like people <laughs> look up at the moon and they see this bright ball and everything else and they feel like, I mean, just as a human, right? Like your yeah. ape brain sees it and it feels like you could almost touch it, right? Like it's it's like right there. And then to think that it's like multiple magnitudes away yeah. from the earth. Like it's so far away. From the earth, but our brains can't even comprehend that when we look at it. So then try and imagine just our fucking galaxy alone. Yeah. And then we have our neighboring galaxy Andromeda that's going to hit us in a couple million or a couple billion years. And that's just the size of our solar system. Hundreds of billions of light years away. Just our solar. Hundreds of millions of light years away. Just our solar system alone is crazy to think about. Yeah. And. That's not including like our whole galaxy in general because our galaxy kind of sits what's estimated to be more towards the center of our universe. Well, so here's the crazy thing about that, right? Is so perspective-wise, we are at the center of the universe. And it's because the universe is so fucking massive and the bubble that we live in is, is set up the way that it is, is that no matter what, no matter where you go, you're at the center because it's so huge, right? It's because you can't find that wall. Even if we were to travel like a billion light years to like the left or whatever. <laughs> to the left. Yeah, to the left. You'd still be at the center because it's just, it's too big. There's no edge to be able to judge your position off of. So we like, we'll always. So like when someone's like, well, you're not the fucking center of the universe, man. You can kind of make the argument like, well, yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> I kind of am, man. Like, to me. 
from yeah. my perspective and they can't like really judge you and be like oh you're such a fucking narcissist and be like no man it's just math <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there's theories out there that go about saying like whenever you die you don't really die like i guess your soul never really dies you or your soul never experiences death it goes to a parallel universe so whenever you die it's kind of like Getting reincarnated into another universe, if that makes sense. Well, realistically, the whole concept of reincarnation, like once you really boil down like the science of everything going on in the universe, because you have like the second law of thermodynamics, right? Where it's just like energy can't be created or destroyed. And so like it's just displaced or whatever. Yeah. So it's like the only thing that makes you you is the energy, the electrical energy in your nervous system and everything else. And so once you die and that energy dissipates, then with the, if you're talking about the lifespan of a universe, yeah, you're technically your energy is coming back as something else multiple, multiple times, you know, throughout everything. Like you might become a star, you might become a fucking platypus, you might become some fucking alien on another planet getting fucking railed by his uncle. You never (laughs) fucking know. Like, what your your energy is going to be reconstituted as. And next, an ad from our sponsor for the week. Hello. This ad is brought to you by Stephen Hawking's Wheelchair Polish. Hey, do you have a very rare form of MS and are bound to a wheelchair? Well, guess what? We have the solution for any rusty wheels or raggedy handles. Stephen Hawking's Wheelchair Polish takes care of both chrome and leather. It makes that shit shiny. Shiny as fuck. All right, we want to thank our sponsor this week. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Absolutely. We couldn't make it without viewers like you. Fucking, <laughs> what was the PBS shit? Where it's like, this, this, uh, this sponsored content is brought to you by viewers like you. Please donate to PBS stations. Please, please donate to the Broology podcast. Yeah, god damn it, please Donate to the goddamn Brology Podcast. Please, for the love of God, give us your money. Yeah, because we got to feed John's mom somehow. You know, that shit don't come cheap. No, it's like feeding a goddamn horse. Only worse, because horses at least eat hay. John's mom only eats taco boxes from Taco Bell. Well, yeah, because that's all me and you go. And speaking of that, those fucking boiled peanuts were good as shit last week. They were good as shit. Look, so I've been going up to the... um, the Sphinx near us, or near me, right? For like the past, like, I don't know, a couple days, man. Like anytime I've gone out, like I even tried stopping by on my way into work the other day. And for whatever reason, they just do not want to fucking refill their their Cajun peanut <laughs> one, man. Like the regular peanut one is always full. But I don't want that bullshit. No. I want the fucking Cajun peanuts. Give me the goddamn Cajun peanuts. But it's always empty always empty it's just fucking brown spice water maybe we cleaned it out the other night which we got the hook up that night <laughs> god damn we got the hook up that night look i've been doing that since <laughs> oh, really <laughs> yeah dude even the one near us i'll go in and i'll just get like a regular fountain drink cup and fill it up and then put a straw in it and then go up and I'll, i pay like a dollar <laughs> and get the whole thing of peanuts so if you want boiled peanuts at a discount price go get the biggest fucking drink cup they have and put a lid on it and a straw and a straw yeah that way they think it's actually a drink <laughs> yeah yeah 
That was good that night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, so fucking good. So the story is, me and Ryan went to Spinks to get boiled peanuts, and they didn't have any cups. So the lady was like, oh, just fill up the cup, and we'll charge you. We got up there. She went up there. The dude charged us the price for a drink, and we went on about our fucking way. Got the fuck out of there. <laughs> Hell yeah, we did. Oh, boiled peanuts. They're so good. Sponsor Stay- us any boiled peanut company. Please, God, boiled peanut companies. Uh, like, realistically, at this point, we just want Coors Light. Or Sierra Nevada, because that's what I'm drinking right now. Allison's drinking a Coors Light. That is like, and any bull peanut company or Taco Bell, sponsor us, please. Yeah, it'll be greatly appreciated. We'll shout you out. I mean, I don't think I can't think of any other company's dick that we suck harder than fucking Taco Bell on this podcast. Because yeah. God, they're so good. They really are. <laughs> they're so good. Fucking Crunchwrap Supremes, man. We love you, Taco Bell. We love you. Cheesy Gordita Crunch. Mm. Chalupas. Mm. You know they got those new tacos that are like all wrapped up and stuff, so that and they come with a dipping sauce. Hadn't heard of I hadn't ate at Taco Bell in a few weeks. Well, that's your fault. (laughs) Oh. We just spent five minutes talking about food. Well, we are fat asses, so Welcome to America. If you're from another country, this is what America's about. Yep, we talk about fast food chains, (laughs) like they're our spouse. Speaking of fast food chains, there are several theories that kind of how the Mandela effect is that in different realities, like the McDonald's is different or in different like parallel universes, like instead of it being red and yellow, it's blue and yellow. That would be weird. That would be weird. Could you imagine, like, uh, fucking, I almost said Krusty the Clown, (laughs) (laughs) but Ronald McDonald with blue hair instead of red? That just sounds like a very staunch liberal with blue hair. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, shit, look, so, all right, so speaking of that, right, so I got into a discussion with a guy at work the other day about that, right, because he was bitch moaning and complaining about wokeism, you know? And I was trying to explain to him, I was like, wokeism is no different than what you're doing. I was like, you're a super staunch conservative. I was like, wokeism is the same thing, right? Like, It's, it's just the all, opposite it, end of the spectrum. Well, it's not even so much... I mean, it is, but not even so much that. It's, it's all about that tribalism that like humans tend to want to be a part of, right? It's kind of like, did you have that one friend in high school that like talked shit about everybody else's music taste? Like, that they were the only ones that, that had, had, like, good, good taste in music. And, and that's what that comes from, right? It's that same mentality. And it's that it's people that don't have any talents of their own. They don't do anything, right? So in order to have some kind of self-identity, they cling to things that they can consume, right? So it's like if you have somebody that's, like, a super right-wing staunch conservative, it's because they're a fucking loser, And the only way that they can have a self-identity is by being a part of that group, right? Like, by being a part of that, they can make that their identity. It's the same way with, like, someone that's super woke. They do the same thing. It's like, okay, well, I got nothing going on in my life. Let's fuck up everybody else's life. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, I'm just going to be part of this fucking group. And if you don't check all the right boxes, then that makes you an outsider. And then we can hate on you. And it's the same thing on the other end where it's like, okay, I'm a super staunch, you know, conservative or whatever. And so it's like if you agree with abortion or you 
you know, think that gr- green energy is good. Well, okay, well, that doesn't check the boxes for this group that I'm a part of. So you're the enemy now. And that's my identity. And by being against my identity, now you're an enemy. And I, I feel personally attacked because you do that. It's the same thing with, like, people that shit all over, like, Nickelback when they were popular, right? And it's because their whole identity was whether or not they had good taste in music but realistically, that shit's fucking subjective. So who you, you gives can't, a shit? You can't lie. We all hated on Nickelback <sighs> back in the day, though. I still hate on Nickelback, but I hate on Nickelback for like legitimate reasons, and it's because Chad Kroger's a piece of shit, <laughs> right? Like, I like right now, like so. Is him and Avril Lavigne still together? Oh hell no! And um, no, no, no. He Avril Lavigne's too good for him. But, <laughs> but um, the thing is, is like so they're not popular anymore, right? Like. Nickelback's not popular. They still, you know, they put out their music and they I still think, chart in the top 40 and everything I else, think but they're they not died popular. after the Photograph album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what is it? I, yeah, I, I, I can't think of the name of that album. But right now, the big group to hate is Imagine Dragons, right? Like everybody that's like a, mu- a staunch music critic or everything else hates on Imagine Dragons. But my thing is, is that like Nickelback legitimately sucked. Right, like Chad Kroger was a piece of shit. Most of the guys in the band weren't really great dudes. They wrote really shitty lyrics that were kind of creepy, and and like th- like they weren't a good band. Right? After the third album, more so. Yeah, or but like after... Imagine Dragons, every single dude in that band is a fucking great human being. Like they all do like obscene amounts, of, like spend obscene amounts of time doing like charity work and visiting kids' hospitals and putting on like charity concerts like they're genuinely good guys right and then they just also make this very positive music and everything else and people shit on them because they're popular and they're cheesy and they're corny and everything else but like that's fucked up because like they're good people like they're actually good people you know they're rock stars that don't drink and smoke and do drugs and everything else and they try to send a positive message to kids and and like they do a lot of good shit so it's like leave them the fuck alone like definitely keep hating on nickelback like just like no, but leave them alone because nickelback you know in every parallel universe nickelback is still trash yeah they're trash like yeah they're the, just the, canadian the one, trash the one universe that nickelback was good in they fucking nuked the whole world so yeah what, like what, do what? i choose to listen to imagine dragons absolutely not i don't have a single one of their songs on a playlist nothing like that if it comes on the radio i turn the station i do not give a fuck about their music but if somebody was like hey do you want to go to i got tickets to an imagine dragon show sure i'll go because i'll support them because they do good shit and they're no. good dudes right so it's like, I support them without liking them. Nickelback, I hate them. And I also hate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that universe got destroyed by it, Nuke. It so, did. Yeah. Fuck Nickelback. Fuck Nickelback. They're, fuck Vladimir they're, Putin. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of Vladimir Putin, I know we kind of went off subject for a minute, but you know they're sending like 4,000 troops from my old unit to the fucking UK, I guess, to... Uh, I don't think it's specifically the UK. Somewhere over there. Yeah. And uh, I guess to kind of help with efforts for the Ukraine shit. So I don't know if some shit's about to pop off, but it's looking more and more likely. I mean, look, dude, fuck them, man. Like, they need to get the fuck out of the Ukraine. Like, leave those people the fuck alone. It's fuck him. You know, it kind of died out in the news, though. Like, Well, that just our news. 
Only well, yeah. our news. Only American news. The rest of the world's still talking about it pretty heavily, right? Because it's a big deal, right? And it's just us. And it's just because we have attention spans that can only be measured in nanoseconds, right? Like, if it's longer than a YouTube clip, we Americans just don't care. And that's no. our biggest issue right now. That's why nothing ever changes in this country because nobody can stay focused or on board with anything long enough to actually make something happen. Kind of like how we change the subject like five times within five minutes. Yeah, that's <laughs> a pretty good example. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but fuck Russia. Well, not so much Russia. Vladimir Putin. Fuck Vladimir Putin. Yeah, Russia's fine. We, we support the Russian people, just not their leader. Or anybody that supports their leader. Yeah, or anybody that supports their leader. And also, fuck Westboro. Yeah, definitely. Fu- hey, Westboro, if you're listening to this, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm glad your founder <laughs> fucking died. I hope he's getting pineapple shoved up his ass by a fucking transvestite in hell. I, I'd pay to see that, though. I would, too. <laughs> so, anyways, back to parallel universes. Okay, so as we've been talking about for a while... Parallel universes, you know, you've seen them in fucking Marvel movies. You've seen them in... Star Trek or... The DC TV shows. Yeah. Fucking everywhere. Anything sci-fi has done at least one, like, parallel timeline or parallel episode. And the theory was first brought up in, like, the 1930s. Yeah, so... So, Einstein came out with the general theory of relativity, right? And one of the outcomes from his equations was there was this was he italian i want to say he was italian an italian priest who also was a physicist that was looking into the math and realized like hey according to your mathematics there was a start of the universe right like so that was the whole like birth of the concept of a big bang right But one of the big things that came out of that was he was like, well, if there's a start to the universe, then that means that there's a chance that there could be a start to other universes, right? If our universe could get created mathematically from nothing, then obviously other universes could do the exact same thing. And even Einstein, because Einstein, here's the thing, atheists like to claim Einstein as one of their own, but Einstein was, he was agnostic, but he was still very much like a German Catholic at heart, you know? And so even to him, he was like, no, the universe is static. It's always existed. There was a creator, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so he actually went out of his way for decades to try and disprove what other people found in his own math that there was a finite beginning to the universe because he didn't want to accept the fact that there might be other universes. Yeah. And see how the universe, the current theory of how the universe got started with the Big Bang is like excessive heat created the explosion which sent matter everywhere creating the universe. And there's actually a theory to test whether or not there are um, multiple universes out there. So right now, I'll, there is a team of scientists at the Planck Institute in Copenhagen that 
they're monitoring the radio background radi- radiation of the universe to try and find places where there are abnormal like ripples. Kind of like where parallel universes bounce against bun- each other. Yeah, bumped into us, right? And so if they can find where this abnormal ripple exists, then that's evidence that another universe collided with ours at some point. And, dude, could you imagine if they find it? Because, I mean, granted, you're talking about an obscene amount of surface area to, to study, right? So it's like, and they've only really been studying it for about 20 years. Um. And they found some things that they're kind of like, okay, this might be a good example, and this might not, but it's going to be decades and decades before anyone can come up with any kind of conclusive evidence as, as to whether or not it's actually like happened or not. Probably long after we're gone. No, we'll still be alive probably by the time somebody figures it out one way or the other, but it's going to be a while. It's just... The surface area they're 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 studying is just insane, right? I mean, it's well, yeah, the it's, universe. It's fourteen billion light years across. <laughs> yeah, it's the universe. Well, technically, twenty eight billion light years across. I guess you would say. I was well, talking about the circumference. Yeah, it, yeah, it'd be yeah, fucking ridiculous. Eh. I just feel like a lot of people don't have a grasp of how big the universe really is. They have no idea, man. I barely do. Like, I feel like I'm intelligent enough and well-read enough and and studied enough that I have about as good of an idea of just how massive the scale of everything is. And it still just fucking puts me in the corner in the fetal position to try and really comprehend it. I mean, it's so much. Like, looking up in the night sky, you see millions of stars. That's not stars, mainly. That's galaxies, which contain several thousand stars. Several billion stars. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And each of those have planets. So So this kind of gets back on the theory of aliens. (laughs) Yeah. Well, all right, look. So since you brought up aliens, do you want to talk about the two craziest theories with the multiverse? Do you want to talk about the holographic principle, or do you want to talk about the simulation principle? Both of them are very intriguing. Which one you want to dive into? Simulation. I think think that's my favorite. (laughs) All right, let's do simulation. So the simulation principle came about in the 1980s, the late 1980s, right? And what the concept was, was that based off of the Drake equations, right? So the Drake equation is an equation that says if there's X amount of planets in the universe and there's x amount of time then there should be x amount of civilizations that form and then become intelligent and then can become intelligent to the point where they're able to communicate on an interstellar level right well the problem with the drake equation is is that based off of the math we should have already made contact with another alien species Based off of that math, right? And the math is solid. That's the craziest part, is that the math is 100% solid, just based off sheer probability and everything else. So what ended up happening was, is in the 80s, some people went back and started looking at those equations and kind of crunching the numbers and refining it a little bit more. 
and <clears throat> took kind of our they used our history on this planet as a basis for kind of the anthropology of their equations and saying like okay there is this amount of chance of an intelligent species rising up on a planet with these conditions etc cetera, etc cetera. but will they make it far enough in their evolution before they destroy themselves to be able to be in interplanetary species and everything else and speaking of that have you seen the recent study out where now there's a new theory that there is there was life on mars at one point and they destroyed themselves i don't know how this is like uh, it's just came out within the last week yeah and i've seen some stuff on that but it's still very preliminary to me i'm not going to give an opinion on it until there's a little bit more I just know they were it. talking about it in the news within the past week that yeah. they're, they're finding more and more evidence that there was something on Mars at one point in time. Yeah. I mean, I 100% believe that there was probably life on Mars. I don't know about intelligent, but there was probably at least life on Mars and Venus before both of those planets went totally off the fucking rails, right? But... Here's the thing. So the, the, the simulation principle states that because it is so insanely rare for a species to even get to the point that we're at without either A, being destroyed by some cosmic event, or B, destroying themselves, that it stands to reason that there is actually a higher probability of us living in a Matrix-style simulation than actually physically existing within the universe, right? Where an intelligent species somewhere wanted to kind of experiment and see what would happen given different paths of evolution and everything else and would create these giant um, computer simulations to basically run and see how different species would evolve over time and everything else. And, like, we just happen to be, like, this weird hairless ape one. It's kind of like the whole zoo theory where they believe humans are pretty much like a zoo. Yeah. And that's why nobody's fucking with us. Right. Like, the aliens are just kind of looking at us like, what the fuck are these people doing? And so, but the thing is, is that it kind of makes sense, right? So if you think about the simulation theory, it honestly makes sense. Because how do we build computer programs, ones and zeros, right? So it's all based off a binary. And everything in the universe is also weirdly based off of binary. Even when you get down to like a quantum level, you know, particles either have an upspin or a downspin. And then depending on whether or not they're being observed, they can have both. But as soon as they're put inside some, like when we say observed in a computer simulation, you would say then if they were put into a code and then all of a sudden they have one or the other, right? So because everything in the universe is also weirdly based off of binary and you can even get really philosophical with it and say things like okay you know it's that whole thing with like without darkness there is no light right so if you have both light and darkness then that's up or down that's one or zero right yeah. like that's a yes or a no everything in the universe is binary 
So if computers are binary and everything in the universe is binary, stands to reason, maybe we are in some kind of computer simulation. And that's why we don't see other species. And that's why we don't see aliens and everything else is because this entire simulation was literally created just to see what would happen with us. I think next week we need to do a podcast on fucking simulation theory. Oh, dude, like that gets so <laughs> fucking deep. It, it really is. Like, you think the Matrix is weird? <laughs> dude, simulation theory gets, that goes down a whole fucking rabbit hole. Like, I'm just barely grazing the surface right now with what I'm talking about. But anyways, you want to talk about the uh, holographic theory? Sure. So, the holographic principle states that, so, because information cannot be destroyed. Information exists indefinitely it's just like energy you can't destroy energy you cannot destroy information information always exists so the holographic principle states that what we see as the big bang and the expansion of the universe and everything else is actually a lie it is an illusion created by the holographic principle stating that the entire universe actually exists on the surface of a giant singularity. A singularity that is continuing to expand. And as it expands, it gives the illusion that the universe itself is expanding. But this particular singularity is so massive and there's so much information encoded on its surface because that information can never be destroyed that it literally creates this holographic projection of a universe to anybody that exists within that codex, right? So <clears throat> we wouldn't be able to tell the difference between physical reality and reality reality to us because if everything exists as a hologram, then we wouldn't be able to determine the difference. Yeah. And because we exist on a three-dimensional plane being projected off of a fourth or fifth dimensional plane, which would be the surface area of a singularity, we would never fucking know. We'd have no idea. Literally our entire lives, everything you've ever experienced, done, the entire history of the earth, everything could literally just be an illusion playing out on a two-dimensional surface of a singularity. And we would never know the difference. I don't know a whole lot about the that, but I know that shit's wild too. It's fucking wild, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just... The, the more you talk about space and, and, like, all the shit that goes on with that, the more you're like, man, we don't know fuck about fuck. We, and that's the thing. We really don't, like... We, yeah, we don't know dick about fuck, man. Like, if there really are multiple universes out there, just, like, imagine... I mean, hell, even just in our universe, how much life is really out there? Because if we're out there alone, that's even scarier than there being other life out there. Yeah, way scarier. Because then that... If we're alone, that opens up whole other fucking cans of worms where it's like, okay, but why? Why are we alone? Why are we the only planet that has created something as intelligent as us to be able to try to know the universe? 
with the, the, the near infinite amount of possibilities out there, how are we the only ones that did anything? Or I don't think that I would be as scared of just being alone as to, okay, what wiped out everybody else? And is it coming? You remember playing Mass Effect? Yeah. The Reapers, right? In Mass Effect? What if? Like, that's why we haven't encountered anything else is because there's something else out there that's just wiping out other intelligent life on its way to us. That's fucking terrifying. It really is. <laughs> like, damn. I can't wait till we do another podcast on aliens and get into, like, that side of it. Yeah. Because that shit's fun as hell, too. Oh, dude, I love talking about Stephen Hawking's theories on uh, aliens and shit. His theories on aliens are fucking gnarly. Now, what did he say he th- believes we'd make contact by 2030? Or was it 2025? Uh, 2035. 2035? 2035. Oh, oh, I was close enough. So, I mean, if that's the case, that's only 13 years. Well, like 12 years now, but... It still blows my mind that we haven't yet, that we haven't found some evidence somewhere. But you got to think, where has technology been? We haven't really had the technology for more, like, less than 100 years. Yeah, but at the same standpoint, it's like we're we're in a pretty good position in our galaxy, right? Like, we're not really towards the center. We're not really towards the edge. We're just kind of in the middle, you know, in a pretty dense ring, like, we're in the perfect possible position in our galaxy alone to be able to like pick up some weird shit out there from other civilizations, right? So it's like if there was other civilizations out there that were sending out radio waves and microwaves and everything else. The only thing about that, we should have found depending something. on how far away they send it from, think about how much shit is in between here and there. You could have planets blocking it, you could have. Other solar systems blocking. Like, you can have all kinds of shit blocking any type of radio wave or light wave or whatever they send. Right. But, and by that same standpoint, though, our star's kind of a baby. You know? I, well, like, I, we haven't really been here that long. Like, the rest of our galaxy has been here for a long time compared to I understand to us. that. But then you also got to think, what if they're trying to send a signal that we don't understand? Well, you got stuff like the wow signal and, and everything else out there, right? Like, so, like, we've detected some weird shit that we're like, hmm. But maybe the signal they're sending is, like, nothing we even understand yet. Yeah. I wonder how many other species are out there that did weird shit like we did, like, send out, like, Voyager probes with, like, naked pictures of themselves, you know? God, who was I watching? Oh, it was uh, the, on The Daily Show, right? And Trevor Noah was talking about the Voyager plates and everything else. And yeah. he was just like, he was like, how fucked up would it be if like some aliens picked that up? And they were just like, hell yeah. These guys, look at this, naked pictures. These guys are down to, D- these guys are DTF. They're down to fuck. <laughs> and they and show up all butt-ass naked. Naked, yeah, just like, hey, we're here for the orgy, man. <laughs> like, that would explain the probing. Yeah. They're just like, well, these humans clearly are D- DTF, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, it's there's just so many different things that could prevent it because they're probably not like us. Like, they're not sitting around doing a fucking podcast right now. <laughs> I mean, they might be. You don't know. You don't know them. Why, why are you going to judge them, Austin? Huh? <laughs> why are you being a Mick Judgy Judgerson? I mean, like, we don't even know if they sleep, man. God, I hope they sleep. That would be weird if they didn't, right? 
like let's just say an aliens come to earth and they start hooking up with humans and you're banging an alien then you know after you bust a nut you go to sleep and they're just sitting there staring at like staring at you god what was it clerks too <laughs> where jay's all like yeah man my dream's to go to outer space one day fucking a fucking martian and then everybody would be like hey there goes that dude kid fucked an alien once <laughs> <laughs> but man space is just fucking amazing like the more re- like i love doing podcasts on space in general because it's just so abstract like there there's so much we don't know about it we think we know a lot or we think we know a fair amount about it but like we don't like hell we don't even know about our own ocean and we live on the earth yeah. You know what's one of my favorite space facts? Is the fact that, so, a photon of light is created in the center of the sun, right? And because of its massive gravity, it takes 380,000 years for that photon of light to fight its way to the surface of the sun. And then as soon as it gets to the surface, it only takes it eight minutes to just come and smack right into the fucking earth, right? Yeah. So it's literally taking that motherfucker 380,000 years and eight minutes to fucking sunburn your ass. And it just blows my mind that the shit that's like hitting me and warming me up and growing my plants and everything else is like 400,000 years old before it ever even gets to me. Yeah. Like that shit's wild to me that just shows how massive the sun is too like a lot of people don't understand the pure size of the sun it's god it's so big i I forget what the 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 number is like you can fit like three million earths inside the sun or something like that like that's ridiculous yeah that's so fucking big so fucking big look so um jupiter Jupiter only needs 10% more mass. If you were able to take the total mass of Jupiter and add 10% more of that mass to Jupiter, it would technically be able to become a star, a small star. That's how big Jupiter is. No. Yeah. And just think, our sun is still a baby. It's a baby. It's still got another fucking like 4 billion years on it. Before it starts fucking up. And not, it's not even like a giant star. It's a smaller star. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. No, no. Our star is going to be around for a minute, man. Because it's like another like four to six billion years. And then it'll expand and become a red giant. And it'll destroy the earth. Right. When it becomes a red giant, it'll take out everything all the way up till Mars. Right. Like the only thing. It, it'll bump up against like the, the asteroid belt. It'll expand and be that big. And then it'll sit there for like 16 billion years as a fucking red giant. And then it'll shrink down to a fucking neutron star and then hang out there for like a fucking trillion years. Like that, our star's not going any fucking where for a minute. Damn, this shit's, <laughs> this shit's wild. Uh, like, it's just like with a black hole, right? Like we were talking earlier about black holes and like, you know, them not like uh, destroying and, uh, information and shit like that dude so like hawking radiation right like everybody thinks that black holes something goes in it never comes out not true black holes actually slowly evaporate and it's because 
the energy that exists at the event horizon of the singularity is so fucking intense that it actually creates particles out of nothing, right? And so the when it does that, it actually steals energy from the singularity and creates two sets of particles, and one gets sucked in, one gets shot out. And so a black hole will slowly evaporate over time, but it literally takes... A Google years to do that. A Google. It's not just a search engine. That is a legitimate number. It takes a Google That's years. like what? A one followed by like a million zeros or some shit. I thought it was like 500,000. I don't know. Anyways, it's, it's a some lot ridiculous of- <laughs> yeah. fucking number. Yeah. But yeah, it's literally like the the heat death of the universe will happen before a black hole completely evaporates but it still will eventually do that and then literally our entire universe will just be this like black nothingness so i wonder if there is a giant ass black hole in the middle of the universe i mean maybe there's one at the center of our galaxy i know but you got to think everything still rotates in the universe too yeah. so is there a huge ass black hole probably Maybe that's where God is. Might be. Did you ever see Star Trek V? I never really got into Star Trek. Fucking nerd. But <laughs> anyways, in Star Trek V, that's the whole point, right? Like, is they, um, the whole point of that movie is that this, like, Vulcan clerk, like, um, cleric th- figures out that he's discovered the actual location of God, right? And so he hijacks the Enterprise and they go to the center of the galaxy to go meet God at the center of the galaxy. And it turns out to not actually be God. It's like some energy being or whatever that's like mask, like moonlighting as God or whatever. But it, the, the idea is still interesting, right? That if, because like, don't get me wrong, I'm not necessarily a religious man, but... I do think that existence comes from somewhere, right? Like the universe, maybe not our universe, but whatever exists outside of our universe that allowed for our universe to exist, something made that, right? Yeah. Like that that came from somewhere. And so, you know, what if the universe itself is God? Right. And then like you're saying, like if you go all the way to the center, there's just this mass of just information and energy and everything else that is just this ball of pure whatever. And that is, you know, to I don't don't know another word for it, but like that's God. Right. That'd be wild. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting as hell, though. Yeah, that shit would be wild, man. But anyways, I think that about wraps it up for this one. You got anything else you want to add before we close it out? Um, I know there's a lot more we could talk about. God, but. there's so much more we could talk about. It's insane how much shit we could talk about. So um, if, if I wanted to end on any one note, I would say anybody out there in podcast land, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, every single year, right in the fall, there's this thing called the World Science Festival. It's held in New York. You can find 
all of their videos and their discussions and everything else online on YouTube. Um, it's 100% worth the watch. There are, there's a, they've been doing it for well over a decade now. There's probably at least 40 videos on there that are like two, three hours long that will blow your fucking mind that you will just absolutely get sucked into. It's like the best of the best in the world all gathered together to debate and talk about different like... A specific topic every year. Multiple topics. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like 10, 15 different topics that all these experts talk about and everything else. It's insane. Um, the, The wealth of knowledge that is just held in this one YouTube channel. It's it's crazy. I highly recommend everybody check it out. World Science Festival. It's on YouTube. Please watch. It's, please support it. Shit, if you if you live in New York, go fucking pay for the tickets to sit in the crowd. Like keep that shit going. Like it's it's crazy that it's only been the past decade that somebody had the wherewithal to decide to put all of these brilliant minds together in one place to be able to talk about these really crazy or important ideas and be able to provide it for free to anybody interested in watching it. Like that, that's the kind of shit that needs to get supported. Right. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I guess next week we're doing an episode on simulation theory. So that'll be a fun ass episode. That will be a fun ass episode. Is it a real episode or is it just a simulation? I don't know. I think I just learned Kung Fu. <laughs> but anyways thank y'all for joining the biology podcast this week be sure to check us out on all major platforms try to support us drop us a five-star rating send us an email at biologypodcast at gmail.com let us know what you want us to talk about send us pictures of your parents naked yes always, always. do that <laughs> always bust in on them on the shot in the shower like that's that's what we want to see yeah and if you stop by john's mom's this week Make sure you take a picture. Me and Ryan haven't been over there in a, about a week. She kind of got upset with us because the whole fiasco that happened with with forgetting to wash her before she went and um, fuck. What's the name of the city? St. Louis. It wasn't St. Louis. It was St. Louis. Yeah, we took her St. to St. Louis because she was supposed to be there for like the the pig float for their big barbecue. Ceremony, like their big uh, barbecue festival. She was supposed to stand in for the giant macrame pig. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the whole fish-smelling fiasco. If you don't listen to last week's podcast, you'll understand what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, thank you for joining the Biology Podcast this week. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're going to come out with a new website called John's Mom's Basement. It'll it'll be able to compete with Pornhub. It will. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, thank y'all for checking out the Biology Podcast this weekend. We'll catch you next week. Later.